Welcome to the Purple Political Breakdown. I am glad you are here and I'm glad you are listening to today's podcast episode. My mission in each and every one of these episodes is to really focus on the solutions to some of the biggest questions and most controversial topics going on in our current society. I feel like most of these conversations are not truly being discussed in a more logical and respectful manner due to the political toxicity that goes on with both the left and the right, both the Democrats and the Republicans. In this podcast, I don't care about any of that. I am focused on the solutions. I'm focused on bridging gaps. If you want to join me on this journey, if you want to discuss some of the most important topics, if you are tired of the political toxicity and negativity from both sides, please support this channel, share the podcast, and go to my website, www.purplepoliticalbreakdown.com. I appreciate the support. I'll continue to make content and hopefully we can start bridging these gaps and focusing on real issues going on in our world. Welcome to the Purple Political Breakdown. How's it going? How's your day been? And I'm going to give you a little bit of information. I won't be doing lives for Mondays anymore. I think it's just too inconvenient with my schedule. So I'll be recording the Monday episodes. I'll be recording the Saturday episodes. But Thursdays, I will still be going live and having a conversation. I also be going live for whenever I do my panels as well. So with that said, Mindful Mondays, an excellent conversation that I want to dive into you, the audience. And for Mindful Mondays for the Purple Political Breakdown, I want to pose a question. I want you to think about the question. And by time we get to the main topic, I want you to kind of answer the question for yourself. And it's going to be a little bit of a back and forth conversation with myself, Riddell, and you, the audience who was listening to the podcast. Because these questions, these answers, this conversation in the long run will be beneficial in terms of common ground, understanding. So before we get into that, I'm going to read off a comment Um, after on Mindful Mondays. I'm going to read off a review or a comment. So if you want to leave a review, a five star review, preferably on Apple Podcasts, I'm going to uh, shout you out for the next Monday episode. Or if you want to leave a comment on anything I post on YouTube, Instagram, uh, TikTok, then I'm going to make sure the the best comment, the most interesting comment, the the more nuanced uh, comment is going to be get read out. So here I got one from my YouTube channel. You, You can check out at Purple Political Breakdown. And this is from P Psyche Hacker 6914. And they were saying lots of so-called investors who do not want homes to live in get to drive up prices for people who truly are looking for places to live. This rebounds on renters because landlords can raise rents, making it more difficult to save. Then the government adds to the problem when zoning laws reserving areas for single family homes with big lawns. Of course, under capitalism, accounting finance has not been mandatory in the school since Sputnik, even though Adam Smith wrote, read, write, and account multiple times. I think that's a very interesting point in terms of how the government is handling the current uh, housing market crisis. Do you want a great website like this? 
This is my podcast website where I direct the audience to come to watch the content, listen to the content, read the blogs, and much, much more. If you want to have your own customizable podcast website, then join my affiliate link in my description to sign up for something called PodPage, and they can help you customize an easy podcast website for your personal podcast. Sign up to get a discount now. Again, use the link in my description to join PodPage now. But even beyond that, the thing that you mentioned in terms of how education is not truly preparing people for the real world, to be honest, is something that we should criticize public education for. It's something we should criticize American society for, and it's something we should criticize Yes, the federal uh, government, but more so your state government, because they're the ones who handle education in your area a little bit more specifically. And I forgot to ask my question. I'm sorry about this, but the question I'm going to ask you in the conversation that I'm going to dive into a little bit further later on. Why do you vote? Like, this is a genuine question. Why do you vote? Okay. And. There's so much layers in terms of preparing the citizens of the United States of America to be ready to deal with the most important things when it comes to America. Yet we get a general understanding on simple knowledge. Like we know what math is. We know how to read. We know how to write. We know for the most part a little bit about science in terms of photosynthesis and maybe a little bit about evolution depending on where you went from. Maybe understanding the the certain cells and how they're made out of a, a lot of this information is irrelevant depending on what field you're going into. But honestly, like the basics of the basics to make sure that we're a competent human adult is stuff you learn in like middle school, arguably elementary school. To be honest, you you mold your abilities, but a lot of those abilities are molded based off like current everyday things. Right. The more you read, you're going to get better. You can do that at home, to be honest. The more you write, you get better. The more you speak, you get better. But these skills can be cultivated a little bit more intricately. And from what I've seen, from what I've experienced in public education, they don't do a good enough job. And I'm going to touch into that a little bit more in depth with that said let's go for our subtopic to have a a brain teaser a brain tester in our deep or deeper segment deep or deeper this one is should false accusations have harsher punishments especially certain situations where someone tries to manipulate the person that they're trying to kind of scam into their own favor. And I'm going to give you two examples. One of the examples was MLB player Trevor Bauer. And I, I saw the uh, the video he made in regards to it where a woman um, said that he committed um, R-A-P-E. I don't want to say it. You know what? We're here for politics. I'm going to say it. committed rape is the allegation. And after that allegation, Trevor Bauer had to go to trial and all that stuff. And he released a video talking about the situation and how this woman was actually lying. Matter of fact, the text messages, the fact that she created a video 
um, of her in the morning of kind of bragging and talking to her friend about how she's about to scam this man. It's telling. It's disgusting work. And we know the moment an allegation is given out to a person, especially men when it comes to rape, the moment that allegation comes out, their life is changed forever. Because not, not everybody is going to do the due diligence to ensure that, oh, man, this guy is innocent all the time. They're going to know an allegation comes out and people latch on to extreme news and latch on to the more negative parts of the news. But him being cleared as innocent is going to take much longer to clear your name, of course. You're a brand risk at that immediate moment, and certain companies are not going to want to kind of associate with you. Certain jobs are not going to want to hire you. Certain people in your community are not going to want to befriend you, right? And another situation I'm going to give you an example for is I I don't know if you guys remember the story, but back uh, maybe a couple of years ago, Drake brought this girl over and this girl tried to take the semen from Drake in his condom and put it in her so she can have Drake's babies. But he put hot sauce in there and she got burnt. Let's just say that. And she tried to sue and try to kind of, you know, get one over on Drake. So she tried to scam Drake so she can get. You know, she gets Drake's babies and then he has to pay child support and get free money. These are two situations where women try to get one over on a more successful man and try to utilize their looks and try to take advantage of them in certain aspects of their life so they can get a easy paycheck. And it's absolutely disgusting how dishonest and how nasty these type of behaviors are. And yes, we don't want to criminalize the victim. You don't, We don't want to set a culture of criminalizing the victim there. But after all the evidence is portrayed, after it's very clear who you are, other than relying on societal shame on the individual, eventually the society is going to, hey, I don't care anymore. Especially if it's an attractive woman. Eventually, it's going to be okay. She's going to go to her own circle. People are still going to fawn over her. At that point, should we have more legal ramifications on the women that are manipulating people? And it doesn't even have to stay there, to be honest. Men can manipulate people as well. These allegations, these uh, attempts to scam people using very underhanded means should be treated as a crime and they should get rightfully punished in my opinion how you would go about the punishment i mean at the very least if it's not a not a civil suit and it's not a fine i mean a few years of jail time is just as warranted yes is it possible then after an inv- investigation, the truth is they are still telling the truth. It's just the investigation can prove you right. Yes. I think you should have a very clear understanding. Just because you can't prove that the person did it doesn't mean that they're lying. But if you can prove that they were lying and they were trying to scam them like the Trevor Barrett situation at that point, justice needs to be served. 
So I'm curious on your thoughts regarding that, but let's dive into the the topic at hand, the conversation that I want to have. Why do you vote? If you're enjoying today's episode, then I have an excellent promotion for you. If you want to see the full video version, then you can check it out on the Roku app, which you can find on your Fire Stick. And you can not only watch this full podcast episode, the full video, but you can check out a lot of different programs that I'm partnered with as well with Pod Nations. So go check that out. You are going to enjoy yourself. And with that said, back to the episode. Why do you vote? So a little bit about me is like, yes, I've gotten into the political landscape and I've always been interested in these more critical thinking situations. I mean, I'm a bit of a narcissist, so I've had I had a visions on my impact on the world for a very, very long time. And that's just how I perceive myself. But funny enough, I think of it like this and then I went to college and I majored in politics. You know what I'm saying? And honestly, despite me majoring in politics, I didn't vote. I didn't vote. I understood politics. I understood a lot about the candidates, but I I didn't vote. And yes, I wasn't a fan of either candidates back in the day. I think at that time, the candidates would be Hillary Clinton and uh, Donald Trump, and then eventually Donald Trump and Joe Biden. And yes, I don't like either of them, but not voting at all throughout my entire tenure is crazy. Don't you agree? It makes me a hypocrite considering how much I tell you the value of voting. So the reason why I say this is not to kind of expose myself, but to realize that now my understanding is important. And my understanding is needed, just like your understanding is needed in terms of realizing why people are not voting. People don't trust the system or they have no faith that their vote matters. And when there is no faith that their vote matters, when there is discontent of the nominees to choose from, when society portrays the only election that matters is the federal election, it makes you very doomer pilled. To be completely honest, you're doomer pilled in the sense that everything is not incentivizing me to make a vote that matters so you can understand why you talk to someone like did you vote and they say no i'm like i mean i get it i get why you didn't vote i get it i understand why you didn't vote for me who preaches politics all the time there was a time where i didn't vote as well there was so that understanding can bridge a bridge a gap an important gap but moving forward into the conversation, how how are you going to get involved? How are you going to make voting matter? Why do you vote? The people who do. And why is the only voting that matters the federal election? I'm going to tell you some realities. The reality is the most important election throughout your entire lifespan is your local election. But why don't we know that? Why don't we understand that? Why is the culture set up on only the two presidential nominees? That's the first question. Second question, how much do people really understand about the candidates? 
Do you only understand about what social media tells you? Do you understand what CNN tells you? What do you truly understand about what the candidates are uh, advocating for? Another question is, for you as an individual, I'm sure you're thinking to yourself that I hate both of these candidates. I mean, I can vote this third candidate, but doesn't even matter. He's not going to get put in. So why is it a situation where you're forced to vote for two people every year? The most important position of all time, and you only can give your thoughts on one of two people that matter. There are so many layers in terms of our current voting culture that doesn't maximize the the representation of the people that doesn't maximize voter participation that doesn't maximize voter knowledge so why is our society like that well our society built itself and you could say it's potentially intentional where they want specific people voting that's the truth obviously if you're educated you're gonna vote obviously if you're older you're gonna vote Obviously, if you are dedicated in terms of familial culture to a Democrat or Republican, it's kind of embedded into you to vote. But why is it like for the average person who doesn't grow up Democrat or Republican, who goes to school like a normal person, why is the average person only really told to vote for your two presidents? I'll tell you why. It's because society allowed it. And I'm going to break down a few things that I think society should do better. I've talked about it plenty on my podcast. But I'm going to continue to talk about the question of why do you vote? Or more specifically, why you should vote. First things first, when it comes to public education that I was criticizing a little bit earlier, public education does a very poor job in making you or kind of growing you to understand the value of your votes the only thing you're really told is to vote and honestly you can't vote until you go to college maybe you're 18 in high school about to graduate but it needs to be built up it needs to be embedded into you not to tell you who to vote for but to tell you how the voting works the moment you hit sixth grade and start really entering society as a as a productive member in it to an extent, when you're you're going to be able to start buying things, selling things, that's when you start going to go out. That's when you start experiencing society beyond the reach of your parents. At that point, people should start understanding in one aspects at the very least, the government, the government and the value of voting. They should tell you the aspects that. There's two major parties. They should tell you where to vote. They should tell you the value of voting, what voting means to our society. They should tell you that, yes, there's a federal election after the president obviously does his term. There's a federal election for the most part, and the primary candidates are going to battle it out for the most part when it comes to the opposing candidate side that doesn't have a uh, a returning president that's about to run. You're going to have Republicans kind of battle out, Democrats kind of battle it out to find your primary nominee. The government, the education to tell you that when it comes to voting, you really only can choose two people that really matter. But there are other candidates you can consider if you don't want to go to two major parties. There will be third party candidates as well. And what it means when you vote for those third party candidates. 
They should tell you the the value of these um, individuals getting donors, getting uh, certain types of, uh, you know, groups that align with them and what they're trying to advocate for. They should tell you that although the federal election is more important or the federal election is more known, the most important thing you could do in terms of affecting your area is the local government, local elections. The thing that's going to immediately impact you is what's going on in your state government, what's going to go on in your city, your district. That's what matters the most, to be honest. The federal election is important, but the local election is even more important to you as an individual. But education doesn't. You have the option to take a government class, but even that government class is left to be desired. You won't probably leave that class really thinking or really holding on to information that 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 you're going to rely upon moving forward. I mean, some people may, but the average student like, I don't care. Who cares? Make them care. Make it relevant to them because politics will always be there. And to be honest, for every student that enters high school in that four years, you're going to be part of not only an ele- local election cycle, but you're going to be a part of a federal election cycle as well. So there is ample opportunity for them to truly relate to the voting, the value of voting in their in their area. So that's one thing public education should do better. And society should do better as well and and trying to inform the people on on this stuff and that's why my podcast and other political content creators should continue to preach the value of voting the value of local elections the value of federal elections and the all the in between and the nuances of what is government now education spreading the word that is something we can continue to do but in terms of our current system, I still think it has its flaws. I've talked about it extensively. The fact that you only could choose one of two candidates. The fact that a third party is not truly represented in terms of your vote. These are things that matter, ladies and gentlemen. And that's why I do think there are voting strategies that can really change things. And that includes something like star voting. Star voting can make a huge change in making your vote more representative. You can vote for multiple candidates and ultimately your vote will be honest to who you truly want to win. Not the lesser or two evils nonsense that we see time and time and time again. So again, ladies and gentlemen, I've told you what I think about how we're preparing our people, our our kids, how our current voting system can have change that will make our society better. But it really starts from you as an individual. It, it, It does. It needs you to be a part of it. Do you want change in your society? Then why do you why do you vote? What what kind of change do you want? Because you could vote at the federal election, but why don't you vote at the local election? Why don't you pay more attention to politics? Do you want your vote to matter more? Then why don't you advocate for voting reform with organizations like Equal Vote or Star Voting? You just can be part of the bigger solution. The government wants to run the way they are. They don't want third parties to get more influential. 
they don't want people to be much more mindful in terms of the type of votes that they are casting. They don't want the people to be more informed in terms of the nuances of the government and understanding the lies that are being told in their face. But we, you, should want that for yourselves. Don't let these politicians, these rich people, control the way that we represent ourselves in the government. I think that's the most important thing. So again, why do you vote? Consider that question. Answer that question and think about, I can increase the value. I can be a part of the solution. I can realize that voting does matter. I vote for a reason, but I want that reason to be more powerful. And that will be important in the long run. I do hope you guys enjoy, of course. Um, if you did enjoy today's podcast episode, rate it five stars. Like and subscribe on YouTube. Check out the website, www.purplepoliticalbreakdown.com. Y'all have a good one. Take care and peace. Here's a quick clip for you. I, I just have a question for you who are answering. This is the clip I made for my podcast episode for our Mindful Mondays. And my question to you is, why do you vote? Why are you participating in our government? What do you want from the government? And if you vote because you want change, if you vote if you want improvement, my my next question is, are you a part? Are, are you voting for your local elections? Are you advocating for voting reform that's more representative of your vote? Are there things that you can do to ensure that voting can be much more powerful than it is today? If that is yes, then get involved. Get involved. Well, check it out, y'all. We got what you need. We're all living in apartments, condos, vans. Well, dude... Even you can have a studio. A studio in a box. Yes, we can help you with that right here at Blind Knowledge. We work on your budget, and we figure out your measurements. We'll get you the best sound for the best price. Let me know, 877-237-1143, or at blindknowledge.com. Yep.